Turtle juice. Oh my god, you're referencing that? <laughs> uh, so you're having a corona so. too, then. <laughs> corona, corona, corona. Uh, yeah, live moss, they say, in uh, in Mexico. I don't often drink piss water beer. But when I do, even then it's not corona. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, folks, uh, our faithful listeners by now, I'm sure that there are probably uh, 70 of you by this point, maybe. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, joined always now by uh, DJ Kalkos. Hello, everybody. And our special guest tonight is going to be none other than the person you all probably know as Eurobeat Brony. Oh, hi. He I also, sure goes by, he also of course, goes by the name Odyssey when he sings with those beautiful dulcet tones. Uh, and all those, and all those layers of Antares auto-tune. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, 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 no, the secret's out. Don't, I don't use Antares, actually. Um, you liar. I don't no. know. Hey, Thanks for getting suspicious now. Yeah. No, we all know he's not lying because he can do it live. So, I'm there. sorry. Well, yeah, not even. <laughs> we all oh. saw the Fiesta Equestria video. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's just. Hey, man, true. BronyCon redeemed every fucking second of that video, and you know it. That's very true. That's very true. That's part of why I feel okay to joke about it. <laughs> Believe me, I, I, I went through my period with that. Uh, I went through my rough times with that video. <laughs> so yes, we're all yes, good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, and there's going to be a lot of sympathy because a lot of our listeners have gone through their period. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I realized after I said it, just the poor wording that I used there. <laughs> right. Oh, so my um, goodness. I guess since you uh, were talking, or I, I suppose you were joking about what you use, what programs do you use whenever you do your fancy little production? Would you if, care to if, share? I gotta say though, if your answer is better than additive subtractives, I'm gonna be very surprised. What does he use? Uh, Audacity? No, he said he <laughs> used Notepad. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! If he... Oh wow! See, the problem is, I could see how that would be entirely possible. Although you'd have to use more than Notepad. Um, let's see. I use. Logic Pro 9, I bought Logic Pro 10, I don't like it for much more than it's uh, built in some of the new stuff that really just should have been added to 9. Um, I also use Native Instruments Complete, uh, there is the, was it the Newfield Eurobeat Sound Library, but I've, all, but I've been, late, not lately I've been uh, designing some of my own sounds with varying levels of success. Uh, let's see, what else, what else, what else? Um, I'll use that. I've been using um, Tone 2's, um, you know what, let me just fire up Logic, give you guys uh, a little bit of a rundown. Oh yeah, go ahead. Do, yeah. Do, 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 yeah, no worries. Do, do. Actually, my my copy of Logic opens pretty quickly. Um, I'm pretty happy about that. If it would help, Calcos would love to uh, mouth dub some very famous uh, songs for the audience while we wait. No, no worries, <laughs> it's actually almost done. Such as the the hit Giddy Up. Oh, this little horse you ran on Yonkers, this little horse you Have you seen the um the uh 4chan Cup? No, was that uh was that this week? <laughs> no, uh, spring, it's um... spring Cup is coming up. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Check uh, check Horse News's post. I believe uh slash MLP already qualified for the tournament brackets by placing what was it third in the um Winter Cup? Yeah, yeah third. Well, the, uh, the MLP team has always done pretty well. Um, and yet everybody hates them. Why? The well, theme song. Giddy up. Well, yeah. that and the 
I won't get into it. Um, that... No, it, it's because it's because slash MLP is what they call a cancer containment board. Uh, just like it's, um, it's, it's B with pockets of what happened on Co. <laughs> and little right. and little and little drips of V here and there. All right. So is Logic Pro all set to go? Uh, yes and no. It's opening my newest one, which is actually rendering right now, and will be uh, with any luck available later tonight. So yes, you heard it here first. Um, wait, when does this go up? It's going to be going um, up in two days. Saturday. Okay, so uh, two days before you hear this, it will be up. Um, my new song, my new pony tune, actually, Batty. Um, mm. Yeah, let's see. A lot of the stuff that's built in, I've been using the uh, vocoder in, that's built into Logic a lot re recently. Oh, did I just mess it up? Let's see. Um, instruments. I've been using um, the new UVI workstation, with which has a really nice uh, set of plugins. Lin plug. I haven't been using Lin plug. Um, I have Arturia's Mini Moog V. Uh, wait, that's all effects. I know that's no, uh, that is instruments. My bad. Um, actually, I don't use a lot outside of that list. Now that I think about it, so I really opened that up for nothing. Um, but yeah, that's what I use to produce. I'll uh, I'll record stuff in using a Native Instruments uh, Complete Audio Six with my condenser mic, which is an M Audio. Luna. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, he said the thing. He said the thing. It's a pony reference. Whenever I say that. So I, I'm a little bit relieved that, that, that it didn't get the kind of that kind of reaction. It's, it's, We're it's, normal it's, people here. Yeah. Uh, oh, heavens. Sorry. I don't associate with normal people. Bye. <laughs> No, I'm totally, oh, I'm man, totally not this again. Yeah. We're I'm we're totally about it. We're about as normal as Jeffrey Dahmer. So, oh lord, <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, I don't know if I'd go <laughs> that far. That just that just lets to the complete opposite extreme. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll use that for. Uh, I use those plugins and whatnot for actual production. I used to use Synth One when I was on a Windows setup. Uh, for live performance, it, does live performance matter, or were we looking for just uh, live performance? Uh, definitely matters because yeah, you talk will about, be at the Nahum concert. Yeah, talk about software, talk about hardware, go crazy. Alrighty, um, I was juggling between Tractor and Ableton Live for a while. Most of my current setup is through Tractor. Um, right now I have a Newmark Mix Track that handles a lot of the uh, a lot of the basic, you know, track EQing, sort of the treble, the mid, the bass. And uh, crossfading, mostly just transport stuff. Uh, MIDI Fighter Classic that I use to do a lot of the, uh, a lot of whatever the Newmark mix track doesn't, just sort of cue points and uh, you know maybe some play, setting loops, ending loops, just stuff that the uh, buttons on on the mix track doesn't do very well. And I'll use an Akai MPK Mini for um, for effects. Like I'll I've mapped various keys to uh, to various effects, and I just use that to map it to which deck I want to have control on that, use the knobs for that, all that good business. Um, let's see, what else, what else? I used to have a Newmark DJ2 Go, but then I stopped playing with uh, with toys and went up to an actual piece of hardware. Um, I use the same sound card for performing as I do for production, which can be a bit of a hassle. So that's a bunch of nerdy listing and name dropping and whatnot. So I use turntables and keyboards and buttons and beepity boops for getting stuff out. And then I'll just use a house mic to uh, sing. Yep. 
Uh, actually, speaking of singing, you're one of the few, uh, if on not only electronic artists, uh, my mind is blanking right now, but, uh, you're one of the only electronic artists to not only, uh, DJ and live mix, but sing at the same time. So, how complicated is that in practice to constantly juggle between microphone and, uh, all this, uh, music, um, playing hardware? Well, it's a good question. Uh, I don't really do all that much. Uh, I mean, once once you get rid, if you got rid of uh, if you got rid of the vocals, it would just be just live mixing and occasionally switching between <laughs> tracks. And that process, in and of itself, is not very complicated. Um, like truth be told, I, I'm largely just hitting place, occasionally setting loops. Um, you know, getting the getting the tempos to line up. That's it's just matching numbers, and I'll usually be able to do that whenever I'm not singing, which thankfully Eurobeat has built-in sections for not vocals, um, and I'll use that time. It's it. I added the singing. Well, I mean, one because people kind of expected it, and actually three reasons. Uh, one, people kind of expected it. Two, um, my first show, I didn't have DJ equipment, so I that was at uh, Everfree Northwest. 2012 and i was like okay so i'll just play songs back and i'll sing along to them so i have something to do and three um it kind of gives me more to do because otherwise i'm just kind of going up there mixing stuff and i'll occasionally add effects like people w one of my own critiques for my own uh, live sets is i'll just use the bejesus out of beat repeat just way more than i need to no, oh, yeah, I, I noticed that actually when I when I yeah. first uh, saw you perform live at Las Vegas Unicon, you did that all the time, and I didn't oh. complain because it sounded great. It's so <laughs> fun though; it's addictive. But then um, recently, when I saw uh, Koan Sound and Bass Nectar, their opening act was all right, but he used Beat Masher too much, uh, Beat Repeat, and I was like, "Oh dear God, is it, is that what I sound like? I mean, it, it, it's it's not bad, but..." Is this what I've been doing? Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, that's one thing that I've been trying to train myself to do less of. And I revamp my uh, performance setup every so often. Like, I try to think of ways where I could use just one controller or just two controllers. Um, I'm always trying to pare it down to fewer instead of more, despite the fact that I bring up three things other than the laptop and sound card. Um but I'm always trying to change that up, always make it a little more interesting. But once you get rid of the singing, the the mixing that I do is not at such a strong level where it would warrant its own show, at least in my opinion. Like there are people that can make DJing into just, or even contro just uh, controllerism, which is, you know, just not jockeying discs, but, you know, still doing largely the same functions. There are people that can do that and make it a whole show. And that's like, I'm not, I'm not going to knock that by any means. Props to them. I'm just not at that level yet. You know, I'm not, I'm not Archie. I'm not Alex S. Who, no, although I'm not really sure if I should listen. He's kind of done his own thing and props to him. Like, uh, but I, I'm not one of those people who, I'm not a DJ, you know? I mean, even, even I, I use turntables, but I'm not a DJ. I don't jockey discs. And that's just not part of how I perform. Yeah, that would be more my angle, if anything. Yeah, and I'm okay with it. Like, a lot of people think, oh, you're not a DJ. That's right. That means you're not a, you know, you're not a musician. I'm sorry, what? No? Or you're not a performer. I excuse me? Yeah, you, you just hold on. Have you seriously gotten told that? Well, not me very often. Uh, it has happened. It's not often, 
like the fact that I say the fact that I say people are like, yeah, yeah, he does that. Carry on. But I've seen other people that, you know, they'll do they'll use controllers and um and they'll be like, oh, you know, not a DJ. Even when that person never called themselves a DJ before then or even after then. Oh, he should be, you know, he should be, you know, uh, dragged off and horse whipped for not using turntables. There will be order in my electronic and performance. It's like, who cares? Who cares what they're using to get it as long as they're not being lazy? Right. Well, uh, firstly, uh, great accent. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Um, and secondly, I would like to um, agree with you that especially, I mean, I don't know if I can say especially, but I see it a lot from uh, the fandom and associated community that uh, fans of music here can oftentimes get really overzealous about the things that they comment on and uh, I guess share etc stuff like that yeah that's that's a whole different territory like I was even just talking just in the general span of electronic performance if I got into the whole pony community um like that that's a valid point is it cool if I save that for a little bit later oh yeah if you if you want to go ahead yeah, like it, it's actually a really good point, and I do want to, you know, touch on that a little bit. It's just like, with with electronic performance, it's like, as long as they're not being lazy. Have you guys seen that video of a Croatian DJ? And I use that term very loosely. DJ Shun, um, right? Yes. Good lord. You okay. told me. You told me about that when we first met. You comp- You told me about DJ Command, who you love, and we'll get to that later. And then you told mm-hmm. me about DJ Shun, who you despise because his shit isn't even plugged in. Well, it's, yeah, it's not even that. Like, let's 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 take this to a comparison level. Let's you know, let's go with Skrillex. Actually, oh boy, here we go. Now, did not call himself a DJ. When he was asked about it in interviews, he made very clear he was not a DJ. And now works on two Pioneer CDJs for his live performances. The, the, even just the larger media is still, just now, finally accepting, okay, we should probably stop bashing him for, you know, mashing buttons and blah de blah blue But people still go, oh, he's not a real DJ. <laughs> Meanwhile, DJ Shone has DJ in his name, pr- produces, like, I'm not even sure, but somehow his videos get millions of views. By the way, it's entirely possible to buy YouTube views. If all your views are bought, you don't have any. And goes up with all his equipment unplugged and has both decks unplugged and is is wiggling on both of them with no audible effect to the audio. And people still seem to be just fine with him calling himself DJ. Is there not a blatant discrepancy? Is there not blatant hypocrisy in what we're, you know, considering and how we're treating either one? I mean, yes, Skrillex was not a DJ, but we're willing to chew him out and let DJ Shown go around with his stuff unplugged on freaking Ikea equipment. It, it almost fell down. I have a weird thing about expensive equipment falling, and it almost did. <sighs> but yeah. Enjoy your Swedish crop. See, the sad thing is, I'm saying this from an I- from an Ikea couch, which I absolutely adore. <laughs> no, Ikea is good. It's, it's just a laughing stock for some strange reason. Because I love Ikea furniture, and well, everyone makes... else does, because otherwise it wouldn't sell. Right. But, well, it's, it's cheap stuff. I mean, for better or for worse, like, there's not much that you can do to a couch to make it decrease in value. I like with a, with a desk well... or something, setting stuff on top. Well, yes, but I haven't done any of those things yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh... uh... 
I've gone um, on plenty about electronic performance, though. It's just a thing that I've been focused on lately. Yeah. Uh, back yeah. to the whole music thing. There's something I've wanted to ask you for a long time, and I think now is a better time than any. Uh, yeah. As a fellow musician, I feel that we both fall into the quote-unquote trap of making music at a very similar BPM all the time when we don't make house music. For example, myself. I work normally in full-on psychedelic trance, which is the yeah. kind of stuff that Classic Infected Mushroom did. Uh, other popular artists would be uh, Hopeku, Acid Mushroom, uh, I'm sorry, Acid Prophecy, uh, and yeah. other people like that. They typically make their music at 145 BPM, which is what Psytrance was founded on when Infected Mushroom made it really popular uh, based right. on the Goa movement of the early 90s. Now, yeah. you typically make your music at around 160 BPM. Um, yeah. Is that because it's a good tempo for Eurobeat? Is it because you're most comfortable at that uh, tempo? Or is it a little bit of both? Um, it's, a, it's those and a combination of a few other things. Um, I, I'll vary the tempo depending on what the song is looking for. You know, I'll give, if I slow it down, I want it to be a little heavier. If it's, uh, you know, if it's faster, I want it to, be a bit more, to have a bit more energy. Um, actually, recently I've noticed that I've been pushing it a little bit closer to the ones to the 160 mark as opposed to the 155. <laughs> um, it's interesting because for all that I say about Eurobeat being a very rigid genre, in that rigidity, there's a decent amount of flexibility. Like for instance, you can take dubstep, which is stereotypically 140 beats per minute. Um, and you don't see a lot of, I mean, a lot of stuff, you know, if it's slower than that, it's electro, if it's faster than that, you know, it's getting into like drum step territory, which, which is interesting because for those genres to have that kind of flexibility, Eurobeat has a, an almost wider genre, a wider tempo flexibility between, I mean, at its very slowest, like 135, and at its fastest, it's reached like 175. I mean, they sped it up to that level for a gimmick, but um, I, say, I keep it at 155 in general because it's within the ballpark of what is reasonable, and any deviation from there is part and I can use as part of just expressing something creatively. For instance, Luna is at 145. Yeah. I, I, I was tempted to say 140, but I'm like, no, it's a little faster than that. No, that's... trust me. I seek out music that's at 145. If anything's at 145, I know about it. All right. On. Um, and yeah, like I, I brought it to, that <laughs> to a slower tempo because, you know, I wanted it to be a little bit heavier, a little bit more uh, sentimental. I would hesitate to call it emotional, but it, I don't know, some people have actually had that kind of reaction. Props to them. It's like, I want it to have a little bit more weight. Whereas, if I go faster, you know, if I put it within the ballpark of 155, it's still comfortable. I've had people, in fact, when I released Luna, there were people that were like, oh, this isn't, uh, this isn't Eurobeat. People that were new, newish to the genre were like, oh, this isn't Eurobeat. This is, you know, this is 140. It's got to be like 150. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Please, no, go on. Tell me, tell me more about how to do the genre I've been practicing for years. And I mean, I usually don't get that snippy with people, but they were, they were like, it's like, really? I, I have not seen these people active in Eurobeat forums. I have not seen some of these people active on music production forums. And it's like, no, come on, man. Not Eurobeat. That's like saying that a track that's at 145 and, well, no, boy, I would need to really load that one up. Um, it's like saying that a track isn't dubstep because it's at 138. It's like, really? Or, or if a dubstep song doesn't have a, um, a, uh, modulator bass drop. It, oh. it, No, if dubstep doesn't have a modulator in massive at 2 over 12. 
Yep, two over twelve, man. Two over twelve <laughs> in massive. That's how you do it. Why not just do one over six? So uh... Be well, because actually, massive doesn't allow you to. Uh, oh, that's so, right. It doesn't have the six. It does one, two, four, eight, twelve, sixteen. Yeah, I remember it? when I was producing and starting to learn massive. I was trying to do two over twelve because I I love I love the two over twelve bass wobble. Uh, it yeah. works very well in psychedelic trance. Um, and I was like one over six, one over six. There's no six. Two over twelve works perfectly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't do much with the LFO in massive. Um, I actually really do love massive. Extremely flexible. Um, I've been trying to get into FM synthesis a bit, but it's a little daunting. Um, but yeah, I absolutely adore. But I don't use the uh, I don't use the LFOs much, and it's probably to my own detriment because they're extremely flexible. Um, I find that for rates, if I do use an LFO ever, um, I don't know. I'll usually keep it to like a to a four into like an over four, an over eight or sixteen timing. Um, if I ever do need something. Like in thirds, I actually I don't really do much in thirds if I ever do use that. I don't know. Um, I, I I prefer to have stuff mapped to a macro so I can kind of tweak it auto, just sort of under my own control. All right. Yeah, that's that's how I've been doing my sound design recently. Anyway. Do you mind if I uh, backtrack a little bit whenever you were talking about uh, Luna? Yeah. Um. Do you want to take what you were talking about there with people that were uh? Th uh this isn't Eurobeat. Do you want to? Go on that earlier conversation, Spike, about uh, oh, zealousy. Um, yeah, sure. Actually, that's a good that's a good timing to bring it up. Um, I'll open with something a little bit uh, long-winded. Um, when the scene was new, there was no such thing as a brony musician. They were musicians who made music about MLP. It was an understood given that chances are good they're going to make stuff that wasn't about MLP. Like at the time it was still largely on the uh, on the on the co-board of 4chan and it was like okay you know they probably do stuff about other comics too or you know they'll do other original stuff okay that's kind of neat. Um, with the change of opinion of general sort of popular opinion that came with the increase of new fans in like the late spring early summer 2011 I'm tempted to, yeah 2011 um, there was this there was this need. The desire for the show came, went from, oh, the whole thing is that, you know, we don't have to make it a big deal. That's, you know, that's how far along we've come, to we must make this a big deal. We must extol it. We must share it across the planet. This is something that we must share with the world. And that it had, I'm not saying that that is in and of itself a bad thing. It had some good sides. I mean, obviously, if it didn't get to that point, I would probably have never played my first real show. Uh, a lot of musicians that I know would not have had their first start, and it had its opportunities. On the same token, it's presented this level of intensity that I think is, it's not just in music, but it's across the board. There's this expectation of content creators that if they have made material for MLP, that they will continue to do so. Uh, I'll, I'll put it another way. Are you guys familiar with the actual musician uh, DJ Pony? Uh, oh yeah, he's, he's yeah. the one that made um, uh, Tip of the Iceberg, right? I think so. Um, like he does, he he does dubstep. All right, he I'm I'm not I I don't believe I met them uh, directly ever. Might but, be he she we don't know. Yeah, uh, they make dubstep, but it's like I mean you would think oh you know Brony plus dubstep there you go, but it's it's they've actually 
done a pretty good job with it. It's not just modern talking over vengeance samples with louder and yay. I mean, one of the songs does use it, but like, like they actually put thought into the production. They tried to make a, um, a new account under a new name and was like, okay, you know, I'm going to put my pony stuff over here and my original stuff over here. I hope you guys will support me. From what I understand, in less than a week, under popular demand, it was taken down. Only really? the po DJ Pony channel remained. Um, I checked on their Facebook channel. And they're like, yeah, we've taken it down. You know, I've heard enough of this uh, imitator talk. I'm, I'm not sure what the exact wording was, but it's like, I can understand appreciating something. Yes, like like the show, all you want. Like, like material that the fandom has made, all you want. Great, yes, go ahead. But to limit one's consumption of media, of any art, creative expression, to only one subject matter, is tragic to me and it's something that I've seen actually decreasingly so recently which is good but it's still a very prominent uh, sentiment that I've found in the MLP community whether you know whether it's in music or in art or in something you know why don't you draw ponies anymore well I, I've, I've had other things to worry about I, you know I've got I've got to think about a job you should draw more ponies okay I, I don't know how it is in the fan fiction community that's just not a realm that I'm in much but it, it's fascinating the level of just kind of frustration that fans seem to have when a musician who is great in their own right, who, they're decent musicians outside of their subject matter, when they start making their own genuine expressions, creating new content that is really just as good. And uh, it, it would be all too easy for me to say, Oh, they don't listen to my not pony music. <laughs> And of course, I'm saying that with a new pony tune coming out like tonight. But I question the potential for excess that comes with appreciating something more than it requires. MLP FIM is a is a nice show. It is a good show. But really, when when people are putting content about it above all else, I, I think they are putting it on more of a pedestal than it should be. And it's not it's not the show's fault either, you know, it's it's giving it more expectations than it really realistically should meet. I don't know. It, it, I, no, 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 you're saying something yeah, I definitely that, agree that, with you. Yeah, you're saying something that a lot of people have been mentioning for years, and you say it a lot more articulately than um, I could say it. I mean, the thing is, uh, this fandom is very obsessive in nature, and when someone doesn't cr uh, start it as a, an MLP whatever, and then suddenly they release something that is not people feel hurt for some reason they feel as yeah. though they've been abandoned and that's weird to me because i mean at that point it's no longer about the music it's just about the small horses and i've i've said yeah. this on record before and i i feel it needs to be repeated over yeah. and over again yeah right like, there was something that uh mike the microphone earlier this week uh he went on a long thing along these same lines about how people are often just fans of uh, oh, I, I don't want to insult the fans of pony music or any of the pony right. content, but they're more of a fan of not the creators. They're just a fan of pony content, and they view uh, creators as just minds of this that are to be exploited, I guess, uh, which is unfair to people that create content because, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be pony to be good. Now, here's here's something that I found interesting. The obsession or you know this sort of desire for it to all be one thing actually makes a surprising amount of sense to me this is a lot of people's first big fandom 
Like if you if you haven't been in the anime community, in the comics and cartoons community, I mean, those are the only two with which I'm exceptionally familiar, you know, then this is like the first time that you've been, I mean, for a lot of people, that you've been part of something way bigger than yourself. And for people that have this level of passion for something in a very first scenario, it's very easy. I can see how it became a necessity for a lot of people to be like, we gotta cling to this. This is something new. This is something we all identify with. Some people's lives change for the better with this and they're gonna cling to it. Now, obviously, you know, props to anyone who's had their life change for the better. I know like to, a, to an extent, I'm part of that list. You know, I haven't reached and I haven't been, you know, I've been active before, but I've never reached quite this level of success that I have without this. I mean, I've been on other things, but like in the United States, this has been great for me. But when that applies to entertainment, to amusement, actually, you know, let's take the word amuse and split it and, and split it. To muse is to think. When you add the prefix a to it, it is not to. So we are thinking about amusement, which is inherently designed to make us not think. And I know people go, oh, but the show has messages, the show has this and that. Yes, it does. And that does give it a certain token amount of value. But there's- Okay, Noctarky, can you make some fart noises to lighten the mood, please? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I don't know, man. No, I, don't, I don't, know. don't- about it this much, right? <laughs> bro, 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 Odyssey, you do not have to apologize for being real. We love oh, it when so people be real because it means that people are hearing messages that they should and it gives mm -hmm. them something to think about. But before we want to start killing ourselves, uh, I think we, we should move on to another another subject. So um, I wanted to ask um, yeah, about yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask about uh, You're too fucking late douchebag. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I thought it was the perfect time <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um uh, Odyssey Babscon yeah. um, yes. two-part question uh, yeah. actually three-part but um one on a scale of one to pissing my pants, how excited are you for this? Um, it's a good question, and the answer is a little is a little less than I'd uh, like to give. I'd say right now it is about a four or five. Um, I've just had a lot going on in life right now, so I haven't really been able to focus on the convention itself. That said, it is the first convention that I'll be performing at in 2014, and the first one that I've played since running of the Leaves Con, if I'm not mistaken. So. With a bunch, with not a bunch, but with a decent bevy of new material that I can bring forth and play for crowds that might not have heard it yet, for the fact that I can drive up there and therefore I can bring more stuff and actually do more stuff. In yeah, I, I was going to say, like, how awesome is it to finally play at a convention that's spitting distance from your place? I don't have to fly! <laughs> I mean, it's weird because I love flying, but... The expenses, the, the checking of bags, and the having to pack not liquor is kind of sad. Um, actually, I don't do a lot of drinking at cons for various reasons, but like, now I have the well, you know, uh, Odyssey, HempCon is going to be just down the road. <laughs> this Bro, is a running... Oh my Santa god. Cruz. I don't even need a convention to be near that kind of material. <laughs> no, this is a running joke that's been going on uh, ever uh, since I mentioned to Tarby that HempCon is literally going to be a couple of blocks from the convention, uh, from BabsCon as far as I know. So he goes, well, I hear HempCon's just around the corner because he's a fucking douche. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just imagine, like, so what are you guys on about? Yeah, we're about, like, 
multicolor ponies and like love and harmony. <laughs> that's that's some cool shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Roll See, me that's, that's how I know you live in California. <laughs> so so, so what's this what's this trend called? It's called Purple Harmony, bro. No shit. <laughs> 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 I, I have no idea what that stuff is called. I actually have nice play. Nice play. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was great. But yeah, I'm so excited to actually be at a con that is near where I live. I gotta take a few of my buddies to, to uh Tommy's joint in uh in San Francisco proper. From what I understand, uh BabsCon is not directly in San Francisco, but it's a very, very short distance. It's like literally just outside of it. Um but yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I I well I'm going to be super excited when I don't have quite so much on my plate outside of it. But, you know, when the time comes, I'm going to be like, oh, boy, oh, boy, sort of thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, actually, I think you you mentioned it very briefly, but um, are you going to be playing uh, any surprises in your convention? Uh, in your convention? Wow, yes, you're you're planning a whole convention. You when have you your own convention? <laughs> coming this and coming this February 31st. You know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Nah, see, all 80 we'll make people a kickstarter. on the planet would attend. <laughs> you never know, man. But anyway, um, yeah. your performance at BabsCon, uh, are you going to be playing any surprise tracks, uh, any unreleased tracks, uh, anything interesting for the audience to, to follow? Will you be naked? Ooh, both of those are good questions. Um, well, I will not say... Well, I mean, for some people, it will. a lot of it will be new material. Um... I will not say how much of it has not seen the light of day before then. I will say that there will be the usual classics. There, you know, obviously there's going to be Luna and Discord. If I don't do those, and I think I'd be strung up and shot. But um, there will be, for a lot of people, it will be new. And uh, to answer the second question, no. But um, gosh, if I could afford it, I'd probably go up cosplaying Chihiro Fujisaki. <laughs> no, I can't. I, uh, you know, honestly, did not uh, get enough notes. <laughs> Double did not get enough notes on that on that uh, on that one, and didn't get enough views to warrant that. Uh, I, I don't mean to uh, toot my own horn, but I think uh, at your performance, if you played my version of Discord, uh, <laughs> crowd would be a lot happier. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, well, I should play. I should play. I should play the real version. I should play the Tombstone version. Because he made it first. <laughs> I should clarify, Tomb and I are on good terms. He's been actually a great sport. Blah, blah, blah. Would everyone just stop talking about the remix on the freaking video already? Holy shit. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to say it here because this is the only place I've been able to say it. Okay. I appreciate that you like the remix. I got nothing against people liking the remix. I have nothing against people liking the remix more than the original. That is a that is a matter of opinion. Fine. It does nobody any good to post it on my video. Who in the genuine hell thinks that that is at all helpful? Uh, they do, apparently, because they keep posting it. Yeah. I mean, like, I... I, I need to remind myself that people aren't that people are not thinking it's not it's not a matter of them being malevolent it's just like oh i i'd like the other one better i should say so that's what comments are for right except just no not even a little bit okay i, I got that much off my chest i wanted to say that much Tomb, <laughs> i love you baby we gotta we gotta chill sometime but my god get your fans off my video <laughs> <laughs> he should he should release a four second video going 
guys, stop bothering Odyssey. You suck. <laughs> you know what? It's it has slowed down so much since then. Um, it, it it was really at its peak, like shortly shortly after uh, his remix, uh, in terms of views, went over mine. But like again, it's not it's not Toom's fault. He's done nothing. If anything, he's been one of the best sports about it. You'll see in the title of the video. You'll see in the annotations of the video. You'll see in the description. But here's the problem. Those are words and nobody reads on the internet. <laughs> nobody well, that's why this is an audio that. podcast. I mean. Yeah. Like, uh, I actually have to know that. Like, I'm actually, uh, I recently became certified as a social media marketer. And the less you can use, the fewer words you can use, the better. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's, a, it's an established fact that people will do as little reading as possible. And it's it's not again. It's not a matter of malevolence. It's just a matter of oh lord. And again, the nerve like, of people these days in the year two thousand to be lazy and not read. You have to excuse me. I need to not read the terms of service and get installed the software. <laughs> oh my goodness! Legitimately acquired software, we might add. Yes, As actually, we hear, you know what? Horse news will... do not condone piracy. Actually, you know, I will say this much: all of the software on this machine, at least to the extent of my knowledge, is actually legitimate. Um, I did used to use, I mean, I did uh, previously use an illegitimate version of Ableton Live, but I went and purchased the real thing to, you know, to back that up. I'm going to, if I want to support what I'm using, I'm going to do that. So if you can, you should. I'm going to say that much. Right. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're uh, winding this thing down to a screeching halt now. Um, do you have any closing remarks, Odyssey? Um... Yes, um, and I totally am not just thinking of them now, and I will start speaking them immediately upon the conclusion of. Stop this stalling and get on with it. Dun, uh, dun, dun. I really like it's been it's been no secret that this kind of last year so far has been a, has been a bit of a rough patch for me. To everyone who's actually been following that and sending well wishes and whatnot, thank you so much for all your support. Whenever I do go on about whatever's going on in my life, that is not to suggest that what that anyone's support is not enough. Much love from me to you. To those of you who are attending cons in the future, look forward to it. I, I can't wait to show you guys some of the new stuff that I've been working on. New pony material coming up very soon. More than just the one that I got lined up. New general material coming up very soon. Um, is actually, uh, speaking of new stuff coming out soon, is there anything you wanted to pimp out? Yes. Um... I mean, by the time this is out, it'll be a couple days. Uh, it'll be a couple days old. But uh, my new tune, "Batty," is another original villain's tune that opens with an organ. <laughs> um, oh, and here we go! <laughs> I'm pretty stoked on it, and uh, I'm gonna see what I can do to really blast that out. And it may not be the full-on Eurobeat Brony comeback, and that people might be looking for. It's not the reboot of the series, but it is new pony material. I have been watching the show. I have been thinking about new remixes and whatnot. So to a degree, I am backish, kind of, sort of, maybe. But I can't wait to see what I can do further down the road. And I'm, and once again, very thankful for everyone's support. Also, it's not Modern Talking's fault that people are bad producers. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> oh, man. And I, I mean that two ways. Like I've heard some people that use Modern Talking effectively. Like remember that one time that people got on Skrillex for uh, using Modern Talking in Cats Rats? Me neither. <laughs> oh I'm my goodness <laughs> okay. I think that's everything I think that's everything I got that's I everything you've got uh well so far all right 
Well, uh, again, this was a very enlightening and very entertaining and very informative interview, and uh, Darky and myself cannot thank you uh, enough. I, I need to learn to talk. This is a podcast for I Christ. Mean, it's it's I'll just give you my English fear, language. It's, 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 it's not going through the screen. Travis, thank uh, you for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you, thank for, you for coming all over the podcast. I mean, oh, really. only the best for my for my constituents. That was that sounded better in my head. Next time on Seinfeld. We're gonna end it on. We're gonna end it on that. We're gonna end it on that note. Knock darky, do the honors. Uh, oh man. Okay, I only mildly hate you, dear audience. So, um. I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs>